Hello. We are the Voices of Experience. At least for now we are. We might change that name, but uh, stay tuned anyway. Um, four pals from Toronto, Canada. All of us with quite a few miles traveled already down Life's Highway. While that may not translate directly into Voices of Wisdom, and in our particular cases it does not indeed, we can promise you an entertaining discussion on a wide range of topics of current interest. So sojourn with us for more than three minutes and 34 seconds. Well, you'll hear a variety of points of view. You'll be amused, provoked, stimulated. Okay. So <laughs> what? let me pass the word along to Al, I guess, right? Thank you, Andrew. Welcome today, folks. Joining me is Andrew Wood, whom you've just heard from, Mario Karakides, our rather resident Toastmasters speaking champion, and Sarab Sandhu, our guru <clears throat> for the better, for, uh, for longevity uh, unleashed. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, today's topic is the vaccines that are being deployed at the moment. Now, up here in Canada, we've started receiving the Pfizer vaccine and in all likelihood, we'll be getting the Moderna vaccine very soon as well. And our country is very anxious to get these vaccines deployed. We're all very tired of this pandemic, very, very tired. And while Canada is one of the first countries in the, uh, getting these, these vaccines, a lot of other countries will be getting them soon. So if you're listening to this and your country hasn't got it yet, you can expect it soon. And if you do not get it from the manufacturers, maybe you'll get some help from our country because we want to help. <laughs> now, so what are, what are the issues with around the vaccine? Well, as you may know, there's two out now that have been approved, at least in Canada and uh, various states. China and Russia have also approved their own vaccines for general use, although they haven't tested them as well as the Pfizer and Moderna. And in actual fact, there's more vaccines being in, in the pipeline right now. By next summer, we might have as many as 16. But what does this mean? Well, firstly, in the long run, there will probably be enough vaccines for everyone in the world, surprisingly enough. Now that's 7 billion people. And there's a lot of vaccines that have to be made. But the question might ask, well, okay, but what now? I mean, what about the two that are being de uh, deployed? Well, there's a, still a lot of reluctance about them. In Canada, for example, I read recently that about a third of our population is very leery about getting vaccinations. And to tell us a little more about this, I'm gonna add, pass this on to others in, our, in this group. Andrew, you have, were telling us an interesting story just before this podcast started. Yeah, well, uh, okay. Uh, well, yes, I mean, vaccines. See, that's the thing. Um, the vaccines are useless. They are completely useless while they are in the vials that the manufacturer is shipping them in. They only become useless when they are in the arms of people who need to receive that vaccination. And that's the question, is it not? Are they going to open up their arms and present them for that needle? Myself, I will. I, I, I'm going to get a vaccination uh, as, as soon as I'm offered one. But uh, the story you're referring to, I was telling you that I was out for a walk with a friend of mine just a couple of hours ago. Um, and she was saying 
that there was no way she was going to get the vaccine, nor would she vaccinate her children. Um, and, and not that she's some kind of, you know, anti-vaxxer, um, um, you know, um, activist, but um, she's just saying she, she doesn't um, believe in putting things into people's bodies that are not absolutely necessary. So her kids are vaccinated, obviously, against the measles and rubella, but she says those have been proven for decades and decades and decades. And she is not anxious to, you know, be one of the first people in line for these new vaccines. Mario, what do you think about this? Would you get a vaccination? Well, to, 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 to piggyback on what Andrew said, her concerns are right. Uh, and uh, there, there is a problem in the messaging that has gone out, whether it's political, whether it is the, the speed of this warp speed thing that we're hearing in the States and other countries as they're trying to really ramp up to get this, uh, it all comes down to a lack of preparedness, right? Uh, there were certain governments back, uh, you know, uh, a few years ago that had set some protocols, but it wasn't really universal so that everybody would be able to adopt the same protocols when there was a, uh, a threat. As far as me, and I'm going to expand on that later on, but as far as me accepting the vaccine, once my turn comes up, I will take the vaccine. Uh, but there are concerns from my particular perspective whether or not it's safe, okay? And uh, that is something that is basic to the, to the messaging that has to come out to, 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 to the populace, to trust it. Now, you're starting to see the messaging coming out where the politicians and the doctors and, you know, they're all coming out and saying that I'm proud to take it as, as one of the first people to do it so they can show, even the three American past presidents have said that they're gonna do this. Um, they're gonna take it first publicly. That should have been done a long time ago like eight, nine months ago when this thing started to happen so that they can give us the confidence when the vaccines did come out that there is scientific um, efficacy, ethics behind it. And then the efficacy of the actual product uh, will, will meet up with, uh, with that. And I'll, I'll well, continue on later on. And actually, Mario, there are some valid concerns with this, which I mentioned before this, uh, this uh, podcast started, there has been one uh, vaccine candidate that actually has been canceled because of side effects. Uh, you don't hear much about it in the news, but it was uh, being developed in Australia, as I, as I saw. Another thing is that uh, there's also different varieties of or types of, va of, of vaccines. Right now, the two that have been approved, Moderna and Pfizer, will not be enough to vaccinate the world. According to what the politicians say, we may be, have the majority of Canadians vaccinated by September. But if that's going to happen, we're going to need more than just those two, I think. Uh, and there's a number in the pipeline, as I said, that are coming, but some of them, the reports on them, they have some, some side effects that are still being worked on. And that's why they're still in the phase three trial. Um, Sarab, would you take the vaccine if you had a chance? If it was offered to you today? Well, thank you very much. Uh, I, and all the listeners, welcome to the show. 
I must tell you a little story about smallpox. When I was small, uh, when I was born, like two years ago, when I was two <laughs> years old, maybe one year, <laughs> one, one year old. Two years ago. You've aged quickly. Yeah. Uh, they came to the my village. The, I was in the village that anybody here for smallpox, it was forced vaccination. And my grandmother would hide me. And she said, nobody's here. And it went on like that till my dad came back from UK where he was studying. He says, has been vaccinated? No. Then they took me to get vaccinated when I was one and a half years old. And it really bloated up because I was late in getting that. So this also happens is she wasn't an anti-vaxxer or anything, but she didn't believe anything going in there. And talking about the vaccines now which have been produced, you mentioned Pfizer, Moderna. Pfizer is 95% effective. That means 5% it doesn't work. 90% is Moderna. And the, the one which was stopped was AstraZeneca, I think, in Australia. And that was 90%. That's the British one. AstraZeneca is British. The no, one he's referring to is a different one. And the, in the end, in India, they found out that the recovery rate without any vaccine is 93.6%. So then you wonder why do you want a vaccine? Because if the recovery rate is very close to 95%, you might as well go with, with that sort of method. So well, the Rab, without the vaccine, probably 2% of the world's populations will die strictly from this this uh, virus, COVID-19, because that's what's happening right now. Uh, we don't see it, a lot of it, because it's being dragged out. The, this pandemic is not spread as fast as previous ones, but the statistics are showing that 2% of the population will die. And we'll be old farts like us. We're the ones that are on the front line. Andrew. Well, there's only two options. I mean, when you really think about it, one um, will achieve immunity through the vaccines and hopefully that's the way it will be. The only other way to achieve immunity is for it to spread unchecked through the population. They call that herd immunity. So do we really want to go for the herd immunity option and just let it run rampant uh, through the population? I don't think so. Well, e either of them will produce herd immunity, right? So yeah. the vaccine will create the herd immunity artificially uh, through the vaccine. Right. Uh, the problem is, as uh, Al Brown correctly articulated, we're looking at about a 14 million uh, people dying because of this, right? Uh, if we allow it just to, 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 to perpetuate. And that is a major, major loss of life. Uh, it, and quite honestly, it's criminal. To, to allow that. 140 to million. 140 million. Forgive he me dropped a zero. We understand. I dropped a zero there. There you go. That's, so that's, that's the old fart mark. Somewhere. There you go. So 140 million. That's correct. 140 million people. Now, can you bear allowing that to happen? And anybody who is advocating from that is cold. Well, Yes, Andrew. I'm perfectly willing to allow that to happen. Why not? As long as it doesn't affect me personally. <laughs> you know, that could <laughs> be why there's the a lot of re re resistance to this because a lot of people think it isn't going to happen to them. I personally don't know anybody that's got this virus. And I, I probably some, some of you may, may know somebody that's been infected, but I don't know anybody that has. 
So where is it? I mean, it really, it's only affected less than 2% of the population here in Canada so far. And, uh, I, I know several people who have had it. And uh, you know, one was uh, near death. Yeah, so. really. I, I got a WhatsApp yeah. post where somebody is doing a biopsy on a COVID patient in India. They're showing actually the lung uh, transplant. And the lung was absolutely like stone for the COVID patient. Because something happens like a thrombosis where the blood congeals and it becomes like a useless piece of organ. It doesn't do what it's supposed to do. That's what's killing people. Yeah. Several of my teaching colleagues have um, had the virus out. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, teachers are exposed among the other frontline workers, right? I mean, and, um, you know, no one's died in my, um, in my uh, awareness, but still, um, and some of them have a rough time. You have a rough time with this virus if you catch a bad dose of it. Oh yeah, and it's not an easy thing, and especially if you've got pre-existing conditions that could exacerbate that even more, that, that creates the dangers for a lot of people. And there is, again, it goes back to the messaging that has, you know, in the lack of correct messaging, it's created a vacuum for conspiracy theories to come up, uh, people that are pushing products, that are pushing agendas are coming up, and it doesn't allow the correct message to come through. And that is the fault of government. And we got to lay it in their laps because it is their fault. They did not allow, they, they've created the environment and now the virus in a very different way, the, the messaging virus has gotten out of control and a lot of people don't trust this. Uh, and until we start to regain that, and maybe it's just too late for, for COVID because there's just so much disbelief out there that, uh, you know, people are going to resist. And we're seeing it. We're seeing it out there. Anti-vaxxers going out and uh, doing, um, you know, claiming that they, they, they should be free. It's not about freedom, folks. No. It's not I... about freedom. It's about health and it's about protecting somebody else. So let's get the message right. Mm. Yes, you know, as I see it, even with the questions on the, the virus, we probably don't have an option, but even, even if we do have this option, for most of us, it's not coming for at least three to four months, because we're only going to get about a million doses, perhaps, I think that's what they said, by March, which is good to vaccinate maybe 500 people, 500,000 people, because you need- You two. have a problem with zeros there, Al? Well, I have problems with zero. <laughs> 500, 500, well, same thing, 500, 500,000, same difference. So, gentlemen, let's, let's bring this uh, podcast to a conclusion with some final thoughts here. Uh, Mario, could you start first? Well, I'm going to continue on the same message that I've been giving throughout this thing, and that is, again, messaging. Uh, and uh, when the virus, when the uh, vaccines do come out, people need to be happy to lend their hands. However, there also has to be um, a non-coercive way of delivering this so that people don't feel that somebody is pushing them to do this and restrictions will happen if you don't do it. Because this is the message that we're hearing now. Life will be restricted for those who don't choose to take the vaccine. It's a double-edged sword that they're giving you. That is a false message that should, they should be giving. They should be showing us the proof that this is good, that it has long-term effects, 
that are good for you, that you will be protected. And that is all part of the package that they should be delivering to us uh, so that we can trust it. If we trust it, it will, uh, everybody will come willingly. But if there is any doubt, like many of us do because of its safety, because of its quickness, because of the way they're rolling it out, telling you that you take it or you don't have a life afterwards, um, I'm sorry, folks, they're missing the point here. And it's time for them to really, really get with the message. So I will leave it that, at that with my... Okay. Uh, Sarab, do you have any final thoughts? Well, all I can say is that now with this, if you go hindsight, do you wonder if this was made to cause the 2% dead in the world, if they want to reduce the population? It's, it's going on the other tangent. But now since the vaccine has come up, it can protect people. One should take it. And if you don't feel right, don't take it. Mm -hmm. but the main thing, as Mario says, it's not about you. It's about, about other people, mm -hmm. how you want to protect the environment and other the spread of it. So you have to be part of the solution. For that, you have to take it. Yeah. Thank you. Andrew? Yeah, well, it, for myself, I'm going to take it the very first day it's offered to me. And then I'm going to take it again 21 days later, by the way. We didn't mention that part, did we? You mm. don't really uh, get uh, protected with that first uh, shot. But, <laughs> sorry, I'm a little bit of an entrepreneur. And I understand there's a lot of people out there who are hesitant. I'm going to create a little thing that offers you immunity without taking the vaccine. You don't need to take the vaccine. I'm gonna offer my own little potion online. It's gonna be based on barley and malt. I haven't quite figured out the exact <laughs> formulation, but I'm testing it. I'm testing it actively and uh, we will see when time comes. And if you don't wanna get the shot, you can take uh, my, my um, barley and malt mixture. So you'll call it COVID beer, right? Or COVID be gone beer. There you go. Make a million dollars. Sounds good. Well, gentlemen, I'm not going to take the take the vaccine until I am until everybody else has. Say, uh, not that uh, like I just don't feel that I feel that I'm healthier than most. The the most uh, susceptible to this are of course those with uh, impacted immune systems and and such and other health conditions and I don't think I fall into that group I think that there are others that should have it before me and uh, well we'll see where that goes uh, I also believe that it's important that we maintain our health because it has also been shown that the impact of the virus can be mitigated by health healthy efforts uh, taking lots of vitamin D vitamin C and other supplements and uh, that's what I've been doing so we'll see where it, what it happens thank you very much gentlemen for your comments and uh, contribute to contributions and ladies and gentlemen I hope you enjoy this uh, podcast see you again soon okay